Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we discuss every song from 7 to Y, no matter who is in the presidential office at the time. <laughs> I mean, light, left, right, center, everyone rules, and, you know, not everyone r- rules from a place of love, and, you know, according to Tears for Fears, everybody wants to rule the world. It's true, they do. But... Not wanting to rule the world, but wanting to give their opinions tonight, I have with me Aaron, Heidi, and Stefan. Welcome. Hello, hello. I kind of do want to rule the world. Hello, everybody. (laughs) I'm all about the love. All about the love. Stefan, would you rule the world with love? Definitely not. I'm all about the love. I I support (laughs) Thanos. You know, I would... Wow, okay. So you would rule would the world off, with a secret list. You know, half, half of those pop people would be gone. And an iron <laughs> fist. Yeah. Or a, a golden... He would he would rule fist. us till we don't exist. He literally yeah, well, just exactly, said it. Yeah. He'll rule you until half of you don't exist. <laughs> what about you, Betsy? We have joining us joining tonight. We have joining us tonight, Betsy. <laughs> hey, how's it going, everybody? Good. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd rather rule the world with a secret lisp instead of a secret list. <laughs> Just keep it under under wraps. I think we're going to be talking about the Illuminati tonight with this secret Ooh. list thing. <laughs> Illuminati ah. confirmed. You mean the Illuminati Ooh. from Doctor Strange? Yes, that Illuminati. Oh, no, the, the Weird Al version. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm wearing my tinfoil hat. If you haven't picked up on it tonight, we are discussing the song Rule the World with Love. Wouldn't happen to a better man. It wouldn't happen with a better plan. While we were napping, someone else began to rule the world with love. Which is from the. Oh, wait. No, I almost gave it away. Oh, Aaron. don't do that. What okay. album is this song on? Well, we know it's pre-schism because we're blessed by Stephen's golden vocal cords. Uh, it's too slickly produced to be too early. Around Maroon, I could possibly conceive of this, but I think it's later than that. I'm pretty it could be sure. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's from the blam blame era so i think i got a 50 50 shot at this so i'm gonna say bare naked ladies are men no oh it's me but it's a double album so i'll give you that's like is that song off of load or reload by metallica exactly (laughs) (laughs) it is off from me which is one of my comments like i was really I thought for sure when I was writing the notes this week, I was going to be writing down Blammin' because I was like, <laughs> I would have thought this song was definitely on the second album, not the first album. But this song was actually one of the first ones written and recorded for this album. Oh, wow. it, it was actually wow. recorded in the spring 2005 record session, which is that answers one of my questions. One wow. of the few albums that was actually recorded at that time. Or one of the so, few songs that was recorded at that time. So they wanted to start off with a polka kind of thing. <laughs> Sounds like a polka. 
Perhaps your definition of polka and mine very greatly. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not here. <laughs> um, for me, anything with an accordion is a polka. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> now, would you give this credit to Steven or would you give this credit to Ed? Steven, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> The accordions definitely add. Now, the Even official when... liner notes say Paige Robertson, but everything yeah, on but this come on. That, that's like, like Lennon McCartney. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, on this on this double album, everything that's not specifically like Hearn or, or Cregan is is a combination of Paige Robertson. Paige Robertson yeah. Um but I mean the thing is pretty telling. Steve has played it eight times on Live From Home. BNL covered it seven times, never without Steven. Uh, I, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> By the way, Heidi, so, you're 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 uh muted. I don't know so, if you realize it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've got a dog okay. that we're babysitting and he keeps making she keeps making noise. Okay. She's afraid to go on the floors. Oh. So I've had to line my hallway with blankets oh, because she cover. won't walk on the wood floors. So oh, I've so never horrible. had you be quiet this long. That's why I was like, what? Wait. I know, I know. I just didn't want a, like a whining barking thing to happen. <laughs> Before we get into here. the breakdown of the music on this song i do want to point uh, out this is so hard something mm. interesting about this song and it might help you guys out a little bit this yeah. is one of the songs that was part of the re-edit contest that yeah. they had where you were allowed Ooh. to remix the music as you wanted to and they were possibly going to release it and never ended up happening but I have all 11 tracks that we'll be going oh, through tonight, splicing them down and breaking them up because I think it's actually really neat to hear the separate tracks. Um, there's some really I, cool stuff going on in this song. I think that's too yeah. many. But before we get there, I can hear one. Will you break it down? Break <laughs> it down. Okay. Let's see what happens, Aaron. So, yeah, let's. Let's break it down. Uh, the reason I'm laughing, you'll see the reason I'm laughing, Sam. Um, the tempo is right about 133 beats per minute. That's what I have. Um, about? You don't know for sure? Um, I mean, it sounds like electronic drums, but um, maybe I just couldn't get it lined up perfectly. It did seem like it was rushing and dragging. So it might be Tyler playing pads or playing like electric trigger drums. Um, it's in the key of... E, let's let's say E major for now, uh, with liberal use of borrowed chords and passing chords, uh, and we'll we'll get into uh, that a little bit later. So the intro is simple enough. Uh, you could you could write this a couple of different ways for passing chords and stuff, but I just said E to B. It's our one to five back and forth bouncing, um, and then we go to the verse E to F diminished, which diatonically in the key of E major there should be for your two chord an F sharp minor. So already we have some intrigue. It's a, it's not only not a minor chord, it's a diminished chord, but it's not F sharp, it's F, which uh, that kind of threw me for a loop. That was interesting, but it gives you a kind of a nice um, chromatically rising uh, going up effect elevation. Um, and then we go to F sharp minor, which is the actual diatonic two, and then to B major, which is your five, and then mm -hmm. back to your tonic. Yeah, that's what well, I have too. Okay, okay. So far, lockstep with me and Heidi here. Yep. Chorus. Now, remember how I said we're going to call this E major? It's, this is why I said that, because but the But it goes is, into E minor. 
definitely E minor with a, a doubt. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. That's what I have. So I have E minor to A to D to F sharp, which is more or less like one minor to R4 to major seventh, which is actually diatonic, because if we're an E minor, uh, the seventh degree is, uh, is a happy major instead of a uh, diminished triad. Um, the bridge, this is a very intricate song. There's a lot of work that went into this. Uh, the bridge is C sharp minor to A, to F sharp, to B, to E. So we have six, four, two, five, back mm -hmm. to the tonic. Always back to the tonic. It, it occurred to me that I can make a great nerdcore rap song about music theory, Heidi. You know how rappers are always talking about the chronic? Yes, well, the tonic. Nerds, we always hit the tonic. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, that hurt me just saying amazing. it. Amazing. <laughs> make that happen. <laughs> um, so the structure of the song, and uh, yeah, let me know here if this is what you got, Heidi, because you could maybe break it down differently, but I put intro as kind of an I, like non-listed section, because it's basically just bouncing back and forth between one to five. And verse one for A section, A changes. Verse two for yep. A changes. Yeah. Chorus, which is your B changes. Verse through A, for, pardon me, verse three A, verse four A. Bridge C. Yep. Chorus B, chorus B. And now after this, we hammer hard on the B, the fifth, so we can swing back to the verse changes over the piano solo, by the way. Kevin, nice solo, very tasteful. Kevin, come on the show. We know you listen. We'd love to talk to you about your tasteful solos. <laughs> um, Those tasty solos. They are tasty. Like this is very. He has a lot of like jazz influence in this, and uh, it's it's really shows. It's very very nice. Um, so we have solo, which is our A changes over the verse. Verse five, which is our A bridge again. Frodo, do you think they know about second bridge? <laughs> we have our C section again. Chorus B, chorus B. So. <laughs> Then we end on the B, which is not the tonic. You know, you don't always need to resolve to the tonic. Ending on the fifth can have a very uplifting, like triumphant sound to it, which I kind of feel like it does at the end of this song. Um, so for we have A A B A A C B B A A C B B or which is the song uh, that's the sound that my brain made when I tried to analyze this song. Exactly what mine did too. That's so weird. This was it was so complicated. Why does it have to be so complicated? Yeah. Now so let's talk about like the the sound of this song. Like the instrumentation is really lush. You get that nice Spectre mm. era Beatles wall of sound. Kevin is tickling the ivories very prettily, not just in the solo, but throughout the piece. Great vocals, beautiful harmonies. Although I'm wondering, any of you, did you catch this? It, the the harmonies sounded kind of vocoder-y to me. There was like a yeah. digital synthy quality to them, which is done often in power pop and like stuff like um. Actually, I don't want to say it because now that I think about it, I don't think Jellyfish did that. I think that was just Andy being like super ridiculously like computer accurate with his vocals. But I don't want to say like auto-tune, but it sounded almost like a vocoder. There was a little synth quality. To, or maybe it just happened to be that Kevin was playing a synth pad that kind of was in the same range of the well, human voice. let me do this oh, then. We have a ruling here, Judge Tracy. Let me do this and you can give me the ruling. Okay. Because I'm, I am not a, I, I'm not a, a master at this. You know, I, I never would admit to it. Um, but Me I know you guys are, and I can, I can. Here is the backing vocal all by itself. Whoa! 
Nice. It's not even my birthday. Yeah, I know. This is great. <laughs> Hold on. It's going to take a second for my computer to catch up with us. Hearts are one. Empires fall in love with love. Love will conquer all for one. One for all is fair in love and war. So to me, it just sounds like layered voices. That, that's awesome. Like, oh, wow. man. That's, that's that so, is so cool. So cool to be able to hear that. Yeah. I, I think, I think, you think there's a slight phasing or effect on that? I think so. It sounds, yeah, there's something. It's their real voices. It never that I was thinking it was like robot voices or whatever, but I just, I was wondering, it had that kind of otherworldly sound too. Yeah, it. very minory. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. Yeah. I, those are great. It's very tough. tight, close vocal harmonies. Like very impressive. And what I think is really kind of cool is that Steven actually puts himself in there as mm. well. So instead of like being like Ed, why don't you take this part? He's like, no, it'll be me and Jim and Kevin. I'm sure that was <laughs> that was the... probably something too that <laughs> I, I think it had to do with like their the the resonance be the range and, and the way like they their... blend, yeah. Mm. Right. I, I think that's what he was going for, but I think it's really interesting <laughs> that instead of having Ed sing the background on that, he's, I mean, this is the last album. Well, I was just thinking, yeah, split. I was thinking about Ringo walking out and Paul doing his drums on Dear Prudence. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, so that, that's one, thank you for that, Tracy. I, that, I wasn't even thinking about that, that you had those uh, tracks, so that's really cool to be able to that hear that. That is so cool to be able to hear that. Oh, I'm going to be breaking down it's a lot like of the tracks YouTube on here because there's some where cool you, stuff. You can, yeah, you hear all of the separate yeah. parts. Like, you just take out the bass line and stuff. Those are sick. Someone did that on uh, Billie Jean by Michael Jackson, and it was incredible to hear all the layers and stuff. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Super, super well produced. Um, so I'm going to tip my hand a little bit here. I really like this song. Um, you might think... Oh, Aaron's too dark and edgy for a nice, happy song with a nice, happy little title, <laughs> like Rule the World with Love. Uh, but let me assure you, first of all, I do love hippie music. Lenny Kravitz, Let Love Rule, great song. Uh, if it feels sincere and it's well done, I can dig it, and I dig this song. Oh, and also, as I transition us to open up to talking lyrics, it might sound happy, but the lyrics get... Pretty, 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 pretty dark. Yeah, they do. <laughs> well, let's keep talking about the music because oh, yeah. I have a Super lot. Of, really rare, but I, I have love a lot all of the, I'm very curious to hear all the different parts here because I can hear, I think, like digital strings and obviously the piano and guitars, layers upon layers of vocal harmony. No digital strings. Oh, real strings? Actual strings. Those are real strings. So, so Jim actually not only did the string arrangements yeah. on the song, Jim did all the strings wow, on the great song. Great job, Jim. Gorgeous, gorgeous work. Jim did an electric bass, but he also did a viola, a violin, wow. and a cello. So he was a full quartet. <laughs> he was a yeah. full string quartet. <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. It is. 
Matter of fact, why don't Ooh, I, while we're talking those strings about that, isolated. bring up those strings? Because in in breaking this part down, while I'm waiting for it to actually um, come up, because it may take a minute, um, the when you get to the strings part, it's actually split apart into two separate parts where I, bl- I want to say it's the viola. Yeah. No, it's the, the cello. And then viola. the viola and the violin <laughs> are together. Viola is a person. Right. Viola, <laughs> viola Davis, viola instrument. It's like bass, bass. Viola. I'm... I told you I am not music. That's what you have us for. <laughs> That's right. You guys get to get to correct me on all of my mispronunciations. Tracy lets us up out of the basement. Yeah, we get to see the sun for an hour if we correctly analyze a song. <laughs> All right, I got the strings up. It's just waiting for it to catch up with me at this point. So I apologize for how long this is taking. this really really sad piece well, to the it's background. fascinating to me because that listening to it isolated you can tell 100 that it's a real string instrument oh like, absolutely the quality of digital string pads and stuff has gotten so much better but in the attack in decay like you can hear it when it first starts and first stops there's not it, there's no comparison to the little tiny differences you get in the little like you you just know immediately it's not it's definitely human-produced, yeah. Now, I've separated it out on here, left versus right. Okay. Um, I actually just split it up, but it was one master track. Um, but I split it so I could easily split apart. So whatever that was, I want to say that that was a cello. Am I correct? No, that, that first, uh, that was definitely a violin. That was very high. Okay, yeah. that was the violin. Okay, so the next piece I want to say is the viola and the cello mixed together. Um, which is on the right ear okay. track. Um, so I'm going to separate out just that part because the 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 violin continues doing a similar piece throughout the gotcha. chorus. But the other two does something completely different, which is this piece here. Oh, man. Sounds like upside down. I mean, that could have been wow. from Eleanor, Eleanor Rigby. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that was. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to bump my score up again. <laughs> <laughs> like the the strings in this song gorgeous. are phenomenal, Jim. So yeah, gorgeous is the way mm-hmm. to put it. Like, I and so this week when I was actually, I, I have the note lower on my my thing here, but. Um, when I was actually, cause one of the things that you were allowed to do with this remix contest was actually remix it the way you wanted to. Oh. Um, I, I, I found in playing around with it that I really enjoyed making my own version. It's fun, of this. right? I like mixing. Um, yeah. But I also found that s- some balances that when I liked it, it unbalanced a whole other part of the you, song. You, my friend, yeah, and, you just encountered 
my nightmare as as an engineer, <laughs> especially when you're mixing for a band and the guitarist is like, "Hey, can you turn me up?" And then you do that, and then suddenly the vocalist can't be heard, and then you you boost them up, and now you lost the bass in the mix. It's just it's true. Not well, enough butter scraped across too much toast. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's what I thought was like, I really liked it when I made it like the, I put the guitars and drums kind of in the background. I pushed them back a little mm-hmm. bit more and I made that bass really, really yep. front. And I made the piano really front. So it almost had a sadder sound. And, but the problem was as soon as I hit the chorus, because the, because there were those sad sounds with the strings. I almost had to take the bass out completely hmm. because they were taking well, especially that with the space yeah out. with the cello and it really gets down low. That's going to have a lot of crossover. Yeah, I, I want to hear and your then, mix, Tracy, and I would like the rest of you to mix one. I, I would like to like hear all of our our personal mixes. I think that'd be really fascinating. That would be really cool for everyone to kind of do. I would love to do that, um, but I will admit, I will admit, that, like I am not good at it. Like because when I did it. it the problem that came up was that it felt empty when it got now to it the chorus. Like there was a yeah. There was now imagine missing. you had to submit that for a grade. Oh my gosh, I would be, <laughs> I would be so horrified. I can't hear the snare drum. <laughs> Something felt wrong every time yeah. I hit the chorus. I'm like, no, it's too bassy. It's too bassy. What do I need to mix in here? I can't do it. Ah! Wait, it's Count Basie. That's weird. It's Count Basie. Um, And it it drove me nuts to the point that I deleted all my work. Um, So maybe by the maybe by the end of the podcast, I'll re I'll remix it. Yeah, but I deleted. I would would love to hear what you come up with. You could add it to the Um, podcast. Look, give people a listen. I do want to put in like some interesting other parts that were. In See, this is why we need a well. Patreon. We could have mixes. Yes. We could give some good patrons. We could have so much more room for activities. Um, Steven's guitar doesn't do much in the song. It's it's pretty basic. Um, he's just, he's no just basic. kind of driving. <laughs> he's drinking a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> How do you? Think... <laughs> now, what was it that the kids were? Skit, 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 whatever it was. Um, he's just kind of driving the song. Again, Beatles. That's so Beatlesy. It is so Beatlesy. Even like whatever the um, whatever guitar he's using. Yeah, so like the, the sound, the way that he's got it. Oh man, I like the song more the more I listen to it. <laughs> So it's very simple, but driving. Um, and the same thing is true with Ed's guitar. I'm waiting for it to go up high enough that I can pull up Ed's guitar. Cause it, it, again, it was an Ed's guitar was interesting again, because it was basic, but it was split into two mm. tracks that were completely separate and different each time. Um, let me get this going here. And 
And then when you get to the chorus, it does this. Which isn't much, but it keeps it going and lets everyone else shine around him at that moment. Sounds like riding a horse. Like in a Western. And I would say this... I would say the same thing is true with with Tyler on the drums in that he's not doing anything phenomenal, but at the same time, he's doing stuff that it keeps the beat going, keeps the song driving, and also like really kind of lets people shine. So this is the lyrics part. And then when we get to the chorus, I mean, sorry, the verse part. And then when we go to the chorus. Now that sounds like a synth. Now, I, I had assumed this was electronic drums, which, you know, I have like virtual drums that I play that just trigger sounds. It could be, but this could also just be really like gated and compressed. Um, I could I could see it possibly being a, a real set. I mean, it's definitely being played live either way. I think, but uh, I did, my first impression, especially with that snare, was it sounded kind of like digital. But I'm not sure. Tyler, come on the show. We need to answer this question. <laughs> um, and so, but what it really lets shine is the bass. Yeah. My, so Jim is doing some really neat stuff. So. Oh yeah. So this is the chorus part. I mean, this is the verse part. Sounds like the thing. But then when we get to the chorus. Oh, man, he's tearing it up. Oh, man. Ooh, that's nice. That's that's some sweetness right there. So hard to do. <laughs> yeah, you can hear it's interesting because this is very like Beatles-y power pop rock, but there's definitely some jazz influence in here. Oh heck yeah. And then we get to the bridge. Oh wait, hold on. Bridge. <laughs> That's not the bridge. Bridge is here. Sorry. I'm surprised at how like how clipped that sounds. That's crazy good. Yeah. Yeah. His work on yeah, this, he's all like, over the board. he is so far into the background that when I made my mix, I'm like, no, we need to hear, yeah, I'm have, gl- have him. I'm glad you highlighted that because I did not hear him walking that much when I was listening to the song as a whole. That's really interesting. No, that's so interesting. Now, it's interesting. Uh, Aaron, you said it. Stefan, you also <laughs> said that the accordion, there was no accordion on the wow. song. <laughs> It is a keyboard with an accordion sound. 
Oh, I see we have the president of the Pedantic Society here with us. <laughs> oh, it's actually the Pedantic Association. Well, I mean, Kevin can't play the accordion, but the reason this is important is that in concert, he will do this part, but he will do it like he, he is. Yeah, I, do, the I, do the there, and I aspire the to be an accordion player, but I'm not there yet. I know I have a, I have an accordion upstairs, but I can't, yeah, it's too. too big I for me. Like yeah, I can't. Bulky. This one's the, the full size ones are like huge. Oh, it's huge. I'm like, I just can't. <laughs> Maybe we'll start off with squeeze boxes. Squeeze box, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so Kevin's keyboard playing is very basic again. It is, yeah. Which I mean, we all know that politics yeah. are a circus. Ooh, so. So that's why I like the least from the song. It's <laughs> right on. But it really brings out the piano, yeah. which is when I did my mix, uh, I put the piano, the piano work right is up front. Incredible on this, yeah. I think if you cut out that accordion sound, it'd be better. There it is. So he just does basic, simple hits during that verse, but later on during and then when it comes back later on again to the bridge. Oh man, that sounds like um Schroeder. <laughs> Reminds me of peanuts. <laughs> mm. Oh my lord. Jeez. I want to be like Kevin when I grow up. I know. That sounds like Vince Guaraldi. That sounds like yeah. that's yes. really good. That sounds like the Peanuts piano, you know? Yeah. Like his piano playing on this nice. is so really gorgeous. And it's the funny thing is, is like this is a happy, upbeat song. Mostly. <laughs> but you have these mournful background mm -hmm. notes. That's totally programmatic. That sounds like one in there. And then we go like Vince Guaraldi. That's yeah. really cool. That is crazy. Like, and then the one thing I didn't expect in here, but if you take it out, it totally messes with the feel of the song, is the tambourine. Yeah, I believe that. Auxiliary percussion is go Tyler. Underappreciated. Agreed. The unsung heroes. They're the Especially gaffer. since none of my percussionists showed up for town band tonight. So it was oh, really no. weird. Oh no. <laughs> we are calling you out. <laughs> but yeah, like when I took it out of the mix, it really slows mm. the song down. Those tambourines pick it up at that at those important moments, especially during the verse. 
when it can kind of slow down. If you don't have that in there, it really messes with it. So I will probably, I mean, right now I'm doing a, a uh, college level course. Um, and so I, I'm not going to have a ton of time to myself and people, if I end up, if we end up having a couple of weeks where we don't have any released episodes, it's because I am doing a ton of work um, and, and not able to edit and, and record. Um, so I, I apologize in advance for that, but I will come back and, and re-edit this because this song is so much fun in the edit. Well, why don't we try and make some custom mixes with these tracks and we can release that as a little mini episode if we have a if we have a hole in the schedule. I will put that into our um Google Docs and you guys can play around with it nice. as you would love to. Um and by the way, I want to point out the electric guitar isn't just a regular electric guitar that Steven's playing, even though it's kind of a simple sound. He's playing a 12 string. Really? 12 string electric. Wow. Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's definitely unusual. So yeah, I will put all those in, go, into the Google Docs, all 11, um, and you can play around with them. Um, Audacity was really simple in terms of like playing around with it and, and just editing in GarageBand, of course. Um, and so yeah, if you guys send me those, I'll put those up if we end up having a week Sweet. out where you guys can just kind of yeah mix it as you would like and then maybe we can have people that is so cool like yes. yes yes i love it <laughs> little contest you're gonna sure. like little my contest. Best. <laughs> um okay i've gone over all of that betsy i i've left you and stefan in the lurch at this point <laughs> yeah please i want to mute myself what would you guys like to add in musically before we get into the lyrics uh I think you've covered it pretty well, (laughs) music-wise. Yeah, I I thought I heard the accordion in there, too, like an actual accordion. I didn't recognize the tambourine at all. Yeah, me too. It'd be interesting to see, like, what it was like without it. Um, But, yeah, this song was a lot more layered musically than I thought, and which is true to Bare Naked Ladies and jives with the lyrics as well which are also very layered mm-hmm. yeah i didn't know there were three strings and no me neither the there was out. so much going on that i did like wow i didn't even realize I mean, so, well yeah yeah who who would like to hear it without the tambourine all right i have i have isolated out gotten rid of the tambourine here's what happens to the verses when you do that I did not take anything else out of that song. The tambourine was the only thing I took out, and that's how big wow. of a change it was. That is crazy. Can you, can you add it back in? <laughs> Please. I can add it back in. in that little bit of high yeah, pitch you know what i think it is motion it sounds like that set whether it's uh digital triggers or an analog kit the symbols are pretty like heavy and big they're pretty like low pitched 
So I think you're losing some of that. So adding that high pitch tambourine to keep the eighth notes is really helping you feel the the up tempo. Yeah, absolutely. It's huge. It's it's amazing what that little bit. It's can like do. Uh, Christopher Walken says, you got to have more cowbell. Dang right. <laughs> <laughs> We yeah. know you listen. Put them on the show. We know you listen. Bruce Dickinson. I put my pants on the same as you guys. Well, like, we records. once did that skit sketch for a talent show. The teachers did it for uh, a talent show at school, and and my friend Brian, the English teacher, wore the same shirt. Oh, I like, swear oh to God. And it was up, and he played the cowbell. And when he retired <laughs> a few years ago, um, my concert band, I bought a piece called More Cowbell, which has Oyokomava, um, Don't Fear the Reaper, oh, like nice. all of the things. Oh, yeah, and he cowbell played classics. in the same outfit with the cowbell. <laughs> so he joined the band. So, yeah. That's excellent. Bruce Dickinson. <laughs> best sketch ever oh, i love it are there any other pieces that you want to hear the song without uh, i wonder what would happen if you took that uh, accordion keyboard out yeah okay. Stefan was saying he kind of think it would be better without because i don't like it <laughs> i I can hear what you're saying, Stefan. This is what happens when you take it out. Hold on. Let me put the tambourine yeah, back if, in. If we replace it with a piano, and... then that'd be great. But <laughs> I don't know. And then I'm going to take out the accordion and st stop my screen share. Just out of curiosity. Uh, let me see. I have Where to see. Oh, you're, it's on the As keyboard, you're like sorry. adding and subtracting things from the song not to get to the lyrics too soon but this is very like if you were to add or subtract like a politician or a political <laughs> party it's like <laughs> if you had some sort of saying something's wrong if yeah. i had that power <laughs> tinkering with the world all right so here's here's that part stefan without the okay. accordion let's let's hear it it sounds great <laughs> that's amazing I like it better already. I like I the just, Emperor's new song yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to take something. I'm going to bump it up. Yeah, Tracy, we can't hear a darn thing. Just so you yeah, know. Yeah, so bump away. How <laughs> oh, is it playing? <laughs> I did not know. It's missing without that there. <laughs> However, if you bump up the I strings, think everything was missing. Tracy. Dude, we're not hearing anything. <laughs> I know. We're not hearing anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Unless you were playing a cover of uh, four Probably minutes, 33 not. seconds by John Cage, then we we did not hear it. <laughs> Let me try that again. What? Why can't you, you guys hear? I, hit I say 433. Sound. Do you say 433? Yeah, I think so. Yes. Or, well, it's definitely okay. not 12 Let's see radios. if you guys can hear it now. <laughs> or 14 radios or whatever it was. <laughs> okay, there we can hear that. You can hear the anthem. However, if I add the strings in higher, yeah, that fills that that fills that space. That's kind of nice. I think Stefan might be onto something here. I'm not sure that it's because I don't like the accordion. I think it's because I just like hearing the strings more. Like, yeah, it's a gorgeous oh, part. But 
you know, Absolutely. you only have so much Stephen's space. Stefan's mix right there. You can post you know, it for me. Steph- okay, there we go. Boom. That was easy. Stefan's mix done. <laughs> Take out the accordion, boost up the strings. Yep. Okay, so boom. Those there we go. Are amazing. Those strings are, yeah, they're really beautiful. Oh, yeah. I always love hearing real real strings in rock music. There's something oh, like so, yes. so oh. beautiful about it. For me, that makes a Give band. Give me ELO and strings and strings and brass for me make a band. Yep. <laughs> that's called an orchestra. Well, that's why I like them. woodwinds, you know, <laughs> percussion. Yeah, woodwinds. Hey, do you really need them? Nah. I, <laughs> I think the only thing that we haven't listened to separately, and we probably should before we get into the lyrics, is we should probably listen to Stephen by himself. Ooh. Oh, the lead vocals, yeah. Rule the world with love. Hearts are So he double layers himself here. Empires fall in love with love. Okay, love I got it. Will I conquer for one. We were just hearing double tracking the entire time. The harmonies are double tracked too. Love. That's what that phase effect yep. is because he's close enough oh, yeah. in pitch and in vibrato that it almost sounds like an effect more than him doubling himself in, in certain harmonies. So that's really, it's good to be that yep. spot on, man. But you know what? That just, you just gave me kind of mild PTSD, Tracy, because anytime <laughs> I hear, uh, as a vocalist, anytime I hear my vocal take played back on a song with like out any effects or anything, I'm like, no, stop! Please turn it off! Please stop! Make it stop! Make it stop! <laughs> it's oh, such stop. a nightmare. I'm like, can you, can you add enough reverb that it sounds like I'm trapped down the bottom of a well, please? <laughs> <laughs> Too much reverb. But Steven sounds really gorgeous yeah, sounds by great. himself. Like I could just mm-hmm. listen to him. Absolutely. I concur with that. Statement. So speaking of just listening to him, why don't we why don't we talk about what the song's about? Now, I'm going to interrupt before we okay. even begin it. If there is anyone that definitively knows because they did their research this week about what this song is about, I want you to. Oh, I don't cheat. I'm not going to do. I want you to hold what off. Mean. What do people interpret. think that this song is about? I'm going to chime in here. I think it's Please. about ruling the world <laughs> with oh love. <laughs> wow. That's a I hot take, Stefan. Stefan, how, how could you out? say, why would you say something so controversial yet so brave? <laughs> I know. I am living on the edge, man. I am a tea partier. Living on the edge. <laughs> That's right. Betsy, how about you? Oh, well, so this one was a little, I don't know. I I have come to learn to try to look into the lyrics mm. of Your Naked Ladies probably more deeply than I should. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, this is obviously, um, you know, at face value political in general. Um, then, I mean, then I thought there's some kind of culty overtones at some places. <laughs> I can hear that, definitely. And then there's like relationship overtones at other places. Um, like just, you know, so I was kind of struggling and I didn't put as much research into this as I normally do. So 
I was struggling to really come up with like a great, you know, insightful kind of analysis, but um, it's okay, Bessie. Nobody I, can. I, not everybody can be like me. That's all right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> not everyone can just mind. nail it every time right out of the gate. Like <laughs> I, I did find a, a component it. that you might be talking about, Tracy, later um, after a little bit more research, but I'll keep that to myself for now. Okay. Oh, um, now I'm in secret weapon. Well, secret weapon. I mean and nothing best. to. I don't know. My blowing. Maybe I didn't. No, but every time I listen to it, I I kind of like peeled another layer, which is what I love about mm. PL. So, like an onion, it's like an ogre. Yes, <laughs> yeah, got a lot of layers. Oh, yeah, one of those enjoyable onions. One of those blooming. I ones. don't know what you mean. Don't get. Well, Aaron, Heidi. Any any thoughts or guesses? Like I I thought you know maybe it was a was it a because it was oh six and was mm. it six mm -hmm. and so we were in the midst of the Iraq War and you know was it about Bush was it about you know our our um, sense of imperialism and our want to get involved in all you know and but I don't know. Like, I just think I'm wrong. And I searched, I dug and I dug and I dug and I, I, dug. I tried to search old interviews about the album. I tried everything. I could not find anything. It's interesting you say imperialism. It's like, you know, when everybody watches Star Wars, they always root for the rebels. But when it's in real life, they always root for the Empire. I don't get it. <laughs> well, how many independent contractors died on the Death Star, I ask you? <laughs> That's a well, good they, point. they were unionized. <laughs> no, listen. Yeah, or Amadala. I, 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 hate, I hate to say it, but you're all wrong. This song is clearly about Kim Jong-un opening a Plenty of Fish profile Real. Oh, fish. Oh, wait. No. What? He wants to rule the world with love. He just wants to meet his match online and get get married and then wow. launch nuclear weapons. That uh, no. you dug deep for that. <laughs> I would pay I would pay to see that movie. Uh, that was up to, yeah, that was some, to see that movie. Laying some truth bombs here. Uh no, yeah. so what I love I think the ambiguity is what I like about this. So I am I am curious yeah. if, if someone's sitting on a secret weapon here who actually can definitively say what it is about. But I think that's kind of what, like the first verse is, I don't want to say innocuous, but it still leaves room for interpretation, right? As to exactly what he means by rule the world with love. But once the second verse hits, uh, <laughs> I need it to hits. love you with an iron fist. Yeah. I need to love you with a secret list. Yeah. I need to love you till you don't exist. Mm -hmm. uh, man, is that, that's Yeah, is it about North Korea? Wait. He, uh, even, even if Thanos. Steven weren't singing, I'd know this were a Steven <laughs> song. Steven, uh, we know you listen. Please come on the show and talk about your mood dissonant lyrics. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> when, when I heard Iron Fist and Secret List, I immediately thought about Stalin. But yeah, I thought you were going to go with Marvel. Well, seeing, that's good uh, too. Or Schindler. <laughs> it could be. It could be about Thanos. Uh, it could be about. I was just going to go with Iron today. Fist and I mean, the Secret. We could make that leap, I think. I need to Secret love you Wars, like he was preparing for where where Marvel is going with their universe between the Infinity Stones and then the Secret. I I suspect Heidi is correct. I, I think uh, you know because I was assuming this was bare naked ladies or I think I said men. Um, when 
he was he was the mid two thousands, right? So like probably a critique of the Bush administration, in particular, secret list could mean like drone strike list, you know, something like that. Betsy, and, you have I, I think you probably have the same information I do. I'm gonna let you awesome. reveal. Oh, here it is. Well, I don't know if I'm actually gonna reveal anything. I'm just gonna tell you what I found, but <laughs> scroll back up here. Drum roll. Um number yeah, yeah, yeah. magic of editing there was no distance in this well, piece. while we're waiting did anyone else think of when love you till you don't exist kind of reminded me of that character was it Elvira from tiny tunes where she would take the animals and love them and hug them mm -hmm. and squeeze them until they like I will squeeze him by calling him George George yeah which always reminded me of mice and men <laughs> yes mm -hmm. That's exactly what that's a callback to. Thank no you, way. Heidi. Wow. Yeah. Excellent. They love to make literary callbacks in, in Looney Tunes. And oh, that was gosh. what that Looney Tunes I callback mean. was about. Oh, I want to go back and rewatch like old car cartoons because I feel like there's so much that went over my head when I was a oh, kid. Oh my gosh. So much things now. Yeah. yeah Those cartoons were dark. Yeah. Yeah. Don Coyote. Like, really violent, really dark, and really fucked up. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Roadrunner, uh, we talked about a lot last year. Roadrunner, yeah. That's <laughs> a couple true. weeks ago. It was like, yeah. Hey, did you find your notes? I mean, Betsy, did you find your notes? Um, so, what I found was on a website called hobbylark.com. Um, and I was just kind of Googling, finding just trivia about 2005, 2006. So, uh, let's see. Uh, on February 23rd, the Slovakia Summit 2005, also known as the Bush-Putin Summit, took place between U.S. President George W. Bush and Russian President Vladimir Putin. Talks, uh, topics of discussion included Russian <clears throat> democracy, the situation in Iran, and North Korean uh, nuclear talks. So there's just kind of elements of it there. I, I don't think I have a big epiphany like you might have. Um, Stephen yeah. has has officially said what this song is about. He has. Really? Where, yeah. How the heck did you find it? I'm I'm that good. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen has said that this is specifically about exactly what you guessed it is about. This song is about George Bush Jr. Mm -hmm. It yeah. is about the Iraq War, and this, along with a couple other songs off from this album, once again, this was the first song that was written on this topic um, for this double album is about the Iraq war wow. and his scathing criticism of that war. I mean, someone mentioned like Orwellian wording, you know, you think of something like Operation Iraqi Freedom, mm. right? Like we're going to bomb the freedom into you we're gonna love you so much that you won't yeah. exist it's, uh, mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely pretty accurate mm -hmm. so i mean supposedly the u.s you know and bush specifically loved iraq so much that they went to war with hussein <laughs> for them. them it had yeah. nothing to do with oil or companies you know anything to do with the, the fact that he is connected to the to the to the Saudi Arabian oil owning families. Yeah. It had to do with the fact that he loved like that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it had to do specifically with with the fact that he loved the Iraqi people so much that he had to protect them from their own dictator. Um 
a true test is always seeing a, a person's income prior to being inaugurated and then their income after their presidency. Yeah, that's um, always, it's a good always quite shocking insight. and scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, for those of you who are way too young for whatever reason to know, any Zoomers um, out there in our audience? <laughs> Basically, the Iraq war supposedly started because of 9-11. And then it was because of weapons of mass destruction that were never found. Um, And then when they couldn't find the weapons of mass destruction that they supposedly found. The U.S. is full of them. Yeah, then then they said uh, that uh, Saddam Hussein had not returned any of his library books in the last five years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's what um, it did have been, really. And yeah. then they found that he did, and they, th- that's when they said that they loved the Iraqi people so much that because he was killing his own people, that's why they had to go in and, oh. and remove him, because we loved the Iraqi people so Tracy, much. Are you, are you saying that the reason why that we went to war in Iraq, which changed multiple times during that conflict, is not accurate? Are you saying you doubt the government of the United States of America? So, so disclaimer, um, disclaimer, before we get into our own political views, this is what Steven's saying. Like, it is, there is no doubt in this song when you look at it through this lens about the fact that Steven is saying, like, that this is a cloud show of, of shit at this point mm. and that it's people Gee. making excuses left and right um for a war that had no rationale and that they're just making excuses i am i i it's i hate profitable. to get political on this show but this show is uh, this song specifically is a very political song and steven and ed have come out very recently at, with the political stuff that's going on and made their political views known about what they believe about the current discussions and decisions made by the Supreme Court. Well, um, if you own uh, if you own gas companies and oil companies, um, how much oil or gas do you think an aircraft carrier uses on a day to day basis? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it, it, they didn't make any money off from this at all. <laughs> Tracy, I'm curious, when you had him on for an interview earlier, a a lot earlier, years earlier, um, is that one of the questions you asked him or did you find it somewhere? It wasn't. It was somewhere I found it. And unfortunately, it was one of the things that I found so early on that I didn't get my resources and didn't label my resources bad, Tracy. Um, Citation needed. (laughs) Yeah, I, I do need to go back through at some point and find the citation. However, I did find it from a legitimate source, um, usually from a book right. or somewhere else. I know um, a guy who knows a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah. a guy who knows um, <laughs> Most of my early notes that I didn't list came from a couple of different books, um, mm-hmm. usually the authorized bio- biography or or the uh, songbook chronology. Um, ah, usually it's somewhere in there if I go back and dig. Um but I want to go line through line with this song, with this understanding, because before you it's... do that, can I find it? Can I introduce a fun fact from two thousand and five? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure can. Made me chuckle. Uh, so in two thousand five, just as a piece of trivia, the cardboard box was inducted to the National Toy Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with the song, but I just it's hilarious. 
You know, the unbelievable thing about that is not that they inducted the cardboard box into the Toy Hall of Fame. It's that they didn't do it in the year 2021. No kidding. I bet the Oval Office was full of them. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And before we go too deep into politics, I do want to point out this could be generalized to all wars. Clinton also had a war with Iraq. You could generalize this to the, the any any war Heck where yeah. people say that they did it for the love of God, that they did it for the love of this or for the love of that. They did it to protect these peoples. Wars All are the often money. fought as and that with the motivator of supposedly for love, when often it is for power. Cherchez <laughs> la monnaie. Thus, the line that Stephen puts in there, love and war are one. Yeah, that's the last line. Yeah. Well, that, that's, again, brings it back to Orwell, like love and, and war and peace and love and hate. And they're all, there's, you know, yeah, and, definitely. And, deep, and Stephen is definitely going for the double, double meaning on that with the word one, that love one, is something right. that you win from someone, but it is also, and war is as well, something that you win. But is they are also one. They are one and the same thing. Well, sure, and more. Comes, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I, I I do want to go further into the lyrics, but that was just the general overall what Stephen has said this song is about. Uh, deep as always. Deep cuts. Let's let's look at the first <laughs> Deep Cuts by Jack Handy. <laughs> <laughs> let's look to look at the first verse. It couldn't happen to a better man. The sarcasm. Oh my well, that, gosh, the sarcasm. That, speaking of politics, that's always that way. Congratulately, my gracious opponent. Yeah, right. <laughs> he is a better man. <laughs> this war couldn't happen with a better plan. It wouldn't happen with a better plan. Like, our plan was the best. It was it the nice best plan. would have been nice to have had a plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> I really like the next line. While we were napping, someone else began to rule the world with love. Before we even had a chance, because we weren't paying attention, someone else decided to do it first. <laughs> we relaxed too much. Wasn't that Dick Cheney? <laughs> <laughs> Good old Dick. <laughs> Who doesn't like a little bit of Dick? I, I could do without him personally. <laughs> you don't like Dick? <laughs> I can't say I do. Oh my gosh. Uh, You're off the rails wrong. again, Welcome friend. to Bare Naked ABC's After Dark. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with liking Dick. With that being said... <laughs> Oh, I disagree. I think if you like Dick, you got to re-examine your political alignment. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the last episode of Barry. Are, are, are we talking about Nixon or Cheney? <laughs> Either way. <laughs> no, wait. I have a rainbow pin. That makes it all better. Uh, <laughs> so it didn't happen to us overnight. Like, I love mm. the fact that, like, ruling with love is something that political parties have been doing for a long time. Like pol- politicians, lobbyists have been saying yeah. that their side of the of the 
whatever argument yeah. it is, is from the side of compassion. The Once road again, to hell is not, paved with good intentions. Yeah. yeah. It, it, not only that, Tracy, but in, in specifically referencing the Iraqi war, I believe it was the project for a new American century. There was like this um, like super PAC um, on the right that was literally there were papers published years later where they were like basically saying, oh, yes, we can use this. Let's use this to get into Iraq. So it's more or less uh, Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like it, it and it's not just that war. I, I would. I don't want to be political. Both sides do this. They use the word love or compassion. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. To, to the children. For the children. I mean, I did, I did it all for the children. I believe the children. And even like Nancy Pelosi does that all the time. It, it's about the children. Oh, Nancy. yeah. Well, she, she went and read a poem. They would do something. <laughs> So you're so care. right. Everybody does it. That's why I don't trust anybody. Yeah. Well, yeah, here's the thing is children They're all can't rule children. <laughs> so true. Though. Children can't rule children. <laughs> That's the way it is. That just it's, brings it, me to my next line. You know, you're listening to our to like, political podcast. Final election. Are you really serious? <laughs> Do you really think that those candidates are the best America has to offer for presidency? <laughs> You really if think so, the best. <laughs> if so, we are really, really deep sad. shit. Is what oh, we're I'd in. invade. I mean, Tom Hanks is still alive, people. <laughs> uh, well, he's a Rothschild, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, it brings me to th that. Brings me to my my favorite line of this entire song. Just because it happened doesn't mm. mean it's right. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's the anti the antithesis of might makes right, right? Like, the, or, or history is written by the victors, you know? Yeah, it, people rationalizing their choices and then saying that it has to be that way. No, just because something happened doesn't mean the fact that it was okay. <laughs> well, it's, it's really interesting. So this is your this is your bailiwick here. I'm stepping into your pool, Tracy, but like. There's a psychological effect. Maybe you can name it for me. I don't recall the name, but it's like the justification effect or something. It's the idea that we tell ourselves stories in retrospect to try and make sense of the world. So that's why, like, when something bad happens to someone, a lot of people, their first reaction, even subconsciously, is like, oh, they must have done something bad to deserve that or whatever, even though that's not the case. And bad things happen to good people and good things happen to bad people all the time. Right. Assimilation. I think we have a bad case of Stockholm syndrome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it's called assimilation is the way our yeah. brain works and that we try to assimilate mm -hmm. the world into our understanding of what the I resist the is. Borg I do not want to be assimilated <laughs> well it's too bad uh, Stefan they're going to rule you with love <laughs> in that case that's okay that must have done something that, must uh, that, have done sounds, something to deserve that, that. sounds down, downright pleasant <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's with love you know yeah. well I'm over here I don't see the people getting killed well, okay, so not, not to be too coy or too cheeky, but um, there is a real political point to be made here because you know, I, I would say some political philosophies like libertarianism would say that any attempt to control someone is a form of violence, mm -hmm. you know, or ultimately is backed up by right. violence. And that's, right. that's how it takes effect. So like in a way, ruling the world with love is an impossibility, right? Because by ruling the world, you're imposing your will upon it. You are inflicting some kind of violence, whether it's philosophical or otherwise, upon people doing that. 
<laughs> so I'm going to share my political Please do. here is um, like uh, freedom is the ability to make your own choices in a way. However, you have to be able to have those options available to make those choices. Right. Oh, yeah. You're and free to choose down candidate to A or B. Because <laughs> people need to be able to choose that or not choose that. And that's true freedom other than somebody removing that choice or that right. option from particular people. They're no longer free at that point. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, even very, with the Patriot well Act that was established after 9-11. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it went directly against everything that we had tried to fight against the British about is uh, being able to um, change the government if we so desire. Mm. You know, um, but now you can't. And if you take a look at um, the time when Martin Luther King was, it was preaching and um, speaking and there were marches, uh, they could actually change the world and people were afraid of um outcomes and they would change policies based off that uh look how things have changed now no song no protest nothing like that will ever make a difference because now you're immediately labeled as a that's right a terrorist Uh, so it it doesn't have any effect Hmm. it has to it has to be backed up with action now and people are so uh unable to do that because there's too much information. People are on bod- podcasts for their time. <laughs> it's like they give their opinions about songs and stuff. I know, right? <laughs> no, no. That's my that's my viewpoint. You're welcome to yours. <laughs> I hear crickets in the background. <laughs> By the way, we just didn't <laughs> uh, actually I did have a question for you, Tracy. Yes. Is there a trouble with Tracy for this song? Uh no. I I don't okay. have a tr- like I would say that I would agree with Stefan as much as I like Kevin. The trouble with Tracy would be the accordion, like the, the keyboard. Yeah, the well, just accordion. bringing those strings up so you can hear them better. They're so so yeah. nice, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I do want to highlight under a basket. I do want to highlight the the um especially the chorus of the song whether you like it or love or or hate it whether you the, like it or you really like it you can like it or you like it even we're gonna rule more. you with love so you can only say that you love our podcast would you rate our exactly. podcast five stars or would you rate it five stars <laughs> i like the fish or the fish <laughs> um you can have the salmon or the cod what are you having you know the soup um, of the day and the soup du jour. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a bunch of double meanings in this this course. Like they're they're playing around with words. I love it when BNL does this. Hearts are one, and the the word yeah. here that they use nice is W O N. But of course, O N E is the double meaning that they're kind of playing around with on that one. Then we get to the second line, which is actually two separate lines in the liner notes. They actually separate things out with a hyphen Mm. and a backslash. Um, So the next line by itself is Empire's Fall. That's it. It's not Empire's Fall in Love with Love. It's Empire's Fall is the next line. 
but they also mix that with that double meaning of empires fall in love with love which is true like that mm. idea of falling in love with love and that empires use that to support themselves and drive themselves and support their motivations i really like that they're using that double meaning there viva lilla rebellion <laughs> um love will conquer all for one once again you can split that into two different separate sentences if you want love will conquer all which is a very common saying and then all for one or love will conquer all for one okay all for one Oh, uh, Heidi, get out of my head. I was thinking, <laughs> uh, thinking the three musketeers. Um, I know, me too. So, Brian Adams, we do it. Oh, my God. Here, here's the question. There, there's, we've already brought up 1984 several times in this discussion. There's clearly like double speak going on here. Uh, given that we know definitely that Ed and Steven are fans of that kind of fiction. <clears throat> Do you think there is a Brazil reference at the end there? Because Love Conquers All was what Terry Gilliam jokingly named the horrible edit that the studio did of his film Brazil, where they tried to force a happy ending. He jokingly referred to it as the Love Conquers All version of the film. Uh, so I wonder, because that, that film, Brazil was originally titled 1984 and a half. So <laughs> I, I wonder. Shoot. I'll be right back. I gotta go put the ducks away. <laughs> is that code for something? Hutch. No, I gotta close the duck hutch. Well, you guys keep talking. Okay. I had no idea you had um, a duck hutch, Heidi. I'm just like picturing you herding ducks now. <laughs> the well, actual they put themselves line. to bed. It's really funny. They put themselves uh, in. I just have to that. close it up. Okay. Yeah. We'll yeah. get your ducks in a row, Heidi. <laughs> oh, Betsy. <laughs> We yeah. waited this long for Betsy to win the podcast. Hey. Just like this. Yeah. Oh, oh, congrats. I'm going to bed. Uh, <laughs> the actual line, the actual correct labeling of this line is love will conquer all for one. Which uh. going with the idea that the idea that governments use the word love to mm. gain power, love will conquer everyone for the use of one person. Or one love system. as defined by God is, is what they have in there. Mm. Exactly. Because that brings us back to the bridge, which is love as defined by whom? And then later on, by love God. as defined by God. Mm -hmm. Which we all know that often. Well, God's on our will... side, Tracy. Definitely <laughs> our side and none of the other countries that we battle against and no, not any other that people. That makes me feel good. Exactly. God, <laughs> our God, not your God. Our God, our God defines love. <laughs> our God is an awesome God. <laughs> no, it's a song. It's a song. Oh, I know it is. Oh I know it is. Do you remember that one? Anyway. That's a good song. Too many, too many church songs in my head. Yeah. Um, so then the next line is one, one for all is fair in love and war, but can be broken up. That line can be broken apart in so many different ways. Mm -hmm one for all as in like once again the well the brian adams song um <laughs> but also just the old phrase like one for all all for one um which follows up the line before that of all for one but all for one is fair all is fair in love and war 
So he's playing around with a lot of these terms, but at the same time, pretty much making his political decisions known. <laughs> Is he? I mean, we had to break down the song this deep in order to friggin' figure it out. How really <laughs> known is he making these ideas? Well, that's the thing is he he's be like, if you read the liner notes and you break down the sentences, he's letting you know what he thinks about this. But because of the way that the song is written, it can be read in several different ways. Mm-hmm. If you read the liner notes, hearts are one as in you win them. Empires fall in love with love. Love will conquer all for one. One for all is fair in love and war. War and love and war are one. They're strung together, but they're still overlapping and they're all kind of cliche. So you can kind of like, yeah, have multiple interpretations. Yeah, exactly. Which is what I love about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that proves my point that he's not clear at all. <laughs> 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 but I, I think whoever's that it's listening i guess it's clear to that person who's listening right well i think that that's intentional like he he does that he puts it in there the way that he wants to put it in there but he does it vaguely enough that people could misinterpret and read it the way that they want to read it maybe he could do a live version where he says iraq was run was one with love <laughs> <laughs> live from home he'll probably do it is there a better country for it? Oh man, come on! <laughs> I do want to come to the third, the third verse where no one ever discusses. How could it happen when we couldn't lose? Mm. Now we're slapping makeup on the verse. Yeah, which I think is a really good point because even though we won the Iraq War, it was a loss. Same thing with yeah, Vietnam. Yeah, a victory. Yeah, and. You know, we were there for, we're, oh, we're only going in to go in there, get rid of Saddam, and then we're out. Like, that's the whole point. Then we're there for 30 years. Like, the, the what what is said that we're there to do is never what we're there to do. And how could it happen that we that we can't lose when we lose? And then we're, we're slapping makeup on the bruise. Like, we're trying to make it look prettier than it really is. It just goes to show that we're not there for that reason. Exactly. No balls so, in something else. I mean, how large is Iraq and compared to um, any state in America? How big is it? Hmm. You know? I mean, you can't, you can't find a dude? <laughs> really? I mean, he's probably tweeting. <laughs> I don't think they had Twitter back then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh, this is horrible, but I'm just imagining, I'm imagining uh, Saddam making TikToks from his bunker, (laughs) doing silly dances. (laughs) Um, So the other thing I want to discuss and I want to bring up is the other version of the song, which was the live version of the song. Um, So for this album, they did a live recording of of all the songs on the first part of the album um, on the Bare Naked Ladies Are Me um, at Glen Gold Theater. And I don't know if you guys heard the original version. It's a very different mix. Um, it's acoustic, which 
I always always love acoustic more, but um, did you guys have a chance to listen to that version? I did not. All right. I got a number of people that said I did not. So I, I don't said, listen to nothing. Mona said he didn't either. <laughs> Here, Mona. It didn't happen to us overnight. Because it happened doesn't mean it's right. To our embarrassment, we lost the fight. Stop it there. Uh, I liked it better until they still included that keyboard accordion. They did. What the heck? And they cut out the strings because they couldn't have the strings live. Yeah. Yeah, I I was going to say, I actually do like it quite a lot, but I miss those strings and I miss those like super thick harmonies. Yeah, Yeah, me too. I like it, but not as much as the studio version. Yeah, I like the wall. The other version. Betsy, what about you? Uh, yeah, no, I like the studio version a lot better, and um, it's a little muddy. Maybe, maybe that was the way it was uh, recorded or something. It sounded a little muddy, but, but yeah. I think it might have also been the playing through my computer uh, through the oh. <laughs> Zoom. That could have the, been um, multiple conduits, yeah. <laughs> Which, oh, I see. Yeah, this is my new favorite hoodie, by the way. <laughs> nice, I wear it all the time. <laughs> The Steven, yeah, that those are so comfortable, so oh. comfy, so comfy. I need another one. <laughs> I love it. I wear it whenever I can, not mm. during the summer. It's very snuggly. <laughs> it's chilly outside, so I always keep it on hand to go check the ducks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Who won't leave the pond? Quack, quack. <laughs> <laughs> Silly. Um, speaking of getting our ducks in a row, why don't we get our ducks in a row and start counting them and and talk about how much we like this song? (laughs) Are we rating this for ducks? How many ducks? Um, (laughs) I was trying to come up with a good rating, and I mean, I'll I'll be honest that the rating that I came up with is probably not. I know we're downhill without Jeff and rating figuring out the rating. Yeah, I'm oh, just sorry. Sorry. I'm just job job What about WMDs? <laughs> well, that was WMD. My mine was mass graves. So oh. I mean, I like yours better. I kind of like oh. WMDs. Oh. Then I'm not yeah. so depressed. Yeah, <laughs> or Iron Fist. Let's keep it light. <laughs> somewhat light. <laughs> Explosive. Mass graves is a little much. Huh? I I think your your rating is non-existent. that that just dropped (laughs) yep it sounded better on uh tv yeah there's a rock in the pond right there so um why don't we go with you heidi you got a little time to think about how many wmds do you give this song i really like the 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 song there are so many layers to the song um it's complicated it's open to a variety of interpretations even if we have an answer from steven like you can take it a lot of ways um and again it's one of those light sounding songs that's very dark like there's so many again so many layers i am going to give this a 4.3 wmds 
Whoa. 4.3. Yeah. What is the, a I think the amount of musicianship in this song warrants that. The amount of layering, the amount, like just incredible musicianship in this. Okay. Why don't we go over to Stefan? Stephen. What's a WMD? Am I just it's not a, knowing it? It's a. It stands for oh, warm music delivery. Yes, right. Oh, weapons of mass destruction? Warm maple donuts. <laughs> oh, I like donuts. How many maple <laughs> Definitely vote for donuts. <laughs> oh, donuts. Um, all right. So, me. Uh, well, uh, how many uh, warm mature donuts do you give this song? Four. Uh, uh, warm machine donuts. Okay. I like a. Uh, well, I thought. It was great. And then that chorus kicked in with the accordion. I'm like, what the hell? Um, so, and then, you know, Aaron's like, oh, I'm going to rank it up because of the strings. Oh, I'm going to rank it up because of this. I'm like, I'm going to rank it down because they have those strings. And then they butchered it. <laughs> so, fair point. I mean, I just want to get up on stage if they play this and like, Will Smith, you know, like, <laughs> you keep that accordion out of your mouth. You're gonna be right like now. Worf when he takes Jordy's loot in the, the Robin <laughs> episode and smashes it against the stone. Oh my god, I forgot. Absolutely. All about that. <laughs> so I had to pull out a, a Star Trek reference. <laughs> so I have to say it loses points for me because the potential and what is included there and has been snuffed underneath the basket that makes me mad. Because I like that rendition where you cut out mm. the accordion keyboard and like upped the strings. I thought that was good because the strings, when you played them separately, amazing. Hello. I don't get it. I just don't get it. I think it's because eh, we won't be able to play this live because we don't have strings. So let's have a stupid keyboard. So, um, <laughs> you know. Casio, anyone? Casio. And uh, uh, yeah, and then like the drum set wow. is like, you know, it's like the Casio thing that I had as a kid. Oh my God. It sounded like, I don't know. Was that real? Was the drums real? Were the drums real? I, I put my money on, on electronic drums being played in real time, but triggering uh, samples. But it could just be really, really affected acoustic drums. Sometimes people put like a bunch of compression and then like gated reverb on. You get like the... 80s Phil Collins sound, and it sounds very synthy. <laughs> ah, gotcha. Well, we're putting Susu Studio on the shelf here for a second. <laughs> um, and um, let's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm torn. I was like, yeah, it's political. Yeah, can it be taken in many ways? Yeah, can. Is it straightforward for me? No, it's not. Um, I love Tears for Fears. Uh, Everybody Wants to Rule the World <laughs> is one of my favorite songs. Great song. Um, so I just... Why'd you have to pick me? Go second. I was thinking about this. Oh my gosh. Okay. Vote, vote, Stefan. I can do this. I can do this. Uh, just get past the accordion. Gosh, I can't do it. <laughs> wipe the accordion from your mind. Okay. Wipe the accordion. No, right no. The accordion is my butt. I got to wipe the accordion <laughs> off my butt. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Heidi's confused about that one. I am too. So. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go with um, I'm just going to go with a three. I think it's above average. Um, I think the music is amazing and the harmonies are amazing. The layering is absolutely great. And I, I think they like just kind of ruined it in that that fashion for me, you know. Um, 
I thought I could have been better. And that's why I'm going to vote three. All right. Because I can't decide. Sorry, guys. Probably missed the dip. Sorry. It's your opinion, man. We want to hear your opinion. (laughs) You don't even know my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) What is my opinion? (laughs) Betsy, what's your opinion? Uh, my opinion is, is that this is definitely on my playlist as is the whole record and the record after. Um, and so this is kind of everything I look for when I want a bare naked lady song. Um, it's pretty close to perfect. Um, I like the vagueness and at the same time, I also kind of wanted a little more, you know, directness but I, I i do like kind of peeling the layers on this one so um i think i'll give it a 4.8 wmds Ooh, very, very nice and I i'm gonna be the hater of the, today's session <laughs> aaron well i mean we still haven't heard from aaron well accordion to stefan uh, <laughs> This song could be a lot better, but uh, I, I, I like it quite a bit. I, I, you know, when I was first evaluating it, ger- purely judging it on the music, I knew it was going to be on my best of playlist. So I was thinking mm, 4.1, 4.2. Um, but when it came down to do the lyrical analysis with the great dissonance between the bouncy feel of the song, which even when it's in minor, it doesn't exactly sound like Soviet Russia. Which, oh, <laughs> I said it, Tracy, I'm going to have to do it now. In Soviet Russia, song analyze you. <laughs> but uh, sorry, it had to be done. I took one for the team there. Uh, but yeah, the, the lyrical content and the kind of classic page, like quasi sinister vibes off of a very pretty sounding song. I, I always love that. That's, that's right up my alley. Um, and then I, here's the thing. You know me, I, I try not to be like, I don't try to give out a lot of fives. I try to be, you know, hold it back. I'm wondering if it's just having heard the individual tracks that I can appreciate the musicianship that much more. But like, while you were playing, you know, just Jim's bass line or just Kevin's piano, I was really, really impressed. And it really made me appreciate the song even more. So I don't know, maybe put an asterisk next to it. Cause I, I could go either way. I, I'm, I think I'm somewhere between Betsy and Heidi and I'm going to, go all the way up to 4.5 WMDs out of five for rule the world with love. It's really a great song. Ooh. Definitely going on my playlist. And it's up there for me. All right. Good song. I Yeah. I'd have it on my playlist. You said great dissidents, right? Is that what you said? Uh, well, I, can't get that out of, I can't get that out of my mind. That's pretty freaking <laughs> Dissidents cool. or dissidents? Great dissidents. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot of dissonance in this song, which could cause a dissidence. I mean, yes. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what it should be. We should be voting on dissidents. <laughs> How many great dissidents do, would you rank this? Um, well, I mean, it's not as direct as fun and games. Um, as a matter of fact, I was like, part of me was thinking like, why was this put on the first album instead of fun and games? Um, and, and next week's song running out of ink. Um, I, I honestly was shocked. I, I expected this song to be more on, on the second album. Um, but I do really like it, especially when I break it down and I figured out how exactly deep 
and how much detail they had in this song. Um, the vague attack makes it a little bit lower than fun and games in my book, but I really do love this song. Um, while you guys were talking, I was listening, but I was also kind of looking up and down my list. And I think when I kind of finally came to it, and I'm get, I've already colored it yellow because I was like, oh, I gotta think about it more. I'm going with a 4.64. Very nice. Ooh, I am Very nice. No haterade on that end tonight. Oh, no, no, drinking the loverade. I really enjoy this song. I really do. I mean, I, I, I honestly think that that Stefan thought that they were running out of ink, but, um, <laughs> but we'll see uh, next week if he thinks that yeah. after he listens to the song, running out of ink. It's like it destroyed me to hear those strings. It destroyed me. <laughs> I, can't, I can't get over like, it. What might have been? <laughs> oh my lord! It was well, like we have, we have Stefan's mix and perfection. Uh, <laughs> Stefan's mix is perfection, according to Stefan. Yeah. Well, in, in my opinion, it's great. <laughs> in my opinion, it's got a great beat, but you just can't dance to it. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, I'm white. I can dance to anything. Uh, he can dance. Oh, you can dance if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. Oh, that's where I was trying to go, dance. but. If they don't dance, they're no, they're no friends of mine. They're no friends of mine. Yeah. I, I went in a different direction, and I instantly <laughs> regret saying it. Yeah, that's just like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-
Oh. So any complaints that you have about a harassment would go to Aaron. Um, what? Go to HR, please. <laughs> hey. Um, uh, it'd be more amusements and speculations instead of complaints, but yeah. You know, good. we're. Oh my God. That's good to know. Betsy, thank you so much for joining us. It was a great day. <laughs> thank you, Betsy. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for having me. It's not as much of a guy you know, town when is, you're here. This is a gender neutral uh, podcast, so it's his assment or harassment. Um, you can have they yeah. has they asthma and other things as well. Duck you, you my so, Just so that <laughs> there's too much asthma going around. <laughs> <right now. laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> All right, y'all. It's been on that yeah, note. It's been your ducks in a row. Take care of your ducks. Good night, everybody. On hee haw. I think we better cut. I think we better sign off because we're running out of ink. Ah, <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Good Well played, <laughs> clerks. Well played. Yeah. Thanks, that was fun. Don't forget, no regrets. Except maybe one. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.